Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I'm Josh and I'm joined by my co-host Alex. We're here for another preview, another week of Giants football. And an interesting week, a lot of news points to kind of go through prior to this uh, matchup against the Raiders on Sunday. The number one topic being COVID and COVID issues and fake positive tests, um, negatives, positives. Is there anything in the middle? We don't know. But... The Giants neutral tests. (laughs) The Giants players, the Giants staff got quote unquote false positives, Um, and there was a whole big thing with practices being on Zoom, practice being pushed to the afternoon during COVID, all because the Giants want to stay safe, and I don't blame them. Saquon Barkley being one of the biggest players to be a quote unquote false positive, as the PCR tests following that positive. Uh, I think it was one or two, were in fact negative. So right now he's on the COVID list. He could very well play this weekend still, I believe. But most likely we will see the Giants hold him out until after the bye week. But, I, I said but two times in a row here. Um, we have a player or a co-host 
uh, in a neutral location today, as you could already probably tell from his mic. He's not in his normal setup. Um, he is actually on the on the road, baby, uh, covering not the Giants. But uh, anyway, we got Alex phoning in from from Boston here, looking at colleges. Alex, you got any good selections over there? You're going to New York Giants University, or what are we doing here? I think I'm going to go to Dave Gettleman University. <laughs> Maybe I think with a, become a GM, go to the sports management route there. I'm going under Bill Belichick. I'm going to take the Joe Judge path, and we'll uh, see what happens in New England. So, oh yeah, yeah that, that that's what I'm up to. But yes. Uh, the microphone's not great. I'm going to be speaking a little bit softer, so not disturb everyone who is sleeping currently. I don't know why they'd be sleeping at 8:40 p.m. But I think I we're going to hear people. more. Dis- I think we're going to hear more disturbances from them to you because you are That's in true. like the lobby. So if you do hear anything lobby. in the background, please just laugh because it is pretty funny, and I've heard some interesting reactions. Funny. So f- funny to me. No. Okay, it's not that funny. It's very disruptive. It's not a good space to record, but I will be back for the recap episode, so it'll be perfect. Be back but you're, you're here, and this shows the grind of the uh, grind is real when it comes to the podcast. So at the least that's a positive here. This is true. So <laughs> I guess we'll end. Start with the Giants. Yeah, I guess we'll start with the Giants positives. So yeah, Saquon Barkley uh, is on that COVID protocol. Offensive lineman Matt Skura. Uh, was on that COVID protocol. He has already been cleared. Gary Brightwell on that COVID protocol um, and not injury-related. That 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 was another thing just to kind of throw out there. It was Kyle Rudolph, which actually today his wife had a baby. So congratulations to Kyle Rudolph. Um, father proud moment. I believe he already has children now, I, I want to say. But congratulations to him and his new, uh, his new baby child. Baby child, child, baby. Congratulations, Kyle. So uh, that was not injury-related, and we found out later in the day why. Uh, it was not COVID-related either. I, th- I think they publicized that. It was a personal thing. So everything is good there. Um, I don't know if we want to start with this as we are playing the Raiders. I don't know how, how we want to kind of go about this, Alex, but there was a situation that happened um, earlier this week, a devastating tragedy um, and horrific mistake. Uh, that should not be done in this current day. Honestly, I guess. I guess as I as I start here, we we kind of want to go into it. So basically, Henry Ruggs uh was driving under the influence as he was arrested for that issue. He drove 156 miles an hour, um, unfortunately, killing um someone. Uh, and their dog was also in the vehicle as well. So killing both of them. Uh, we send our condolences to the families involved in this tragedy. And this has struck the NFL in such a big way that Henry Ruggs immediately um, was cut. So there's been mixed reactions from both sides of this issue. Now, we're not going to state our opinions because, I mean, there's no reason for us. We're not NFL players. We're not anywhere near NFL sources. So there's no reason for us to be uh, involved in this issue. But we will tell you that the two sides of this are, obviously, what the hell are you doing? Um, you know, at, like I said, at this day and age, there's no reason for you to be driving under the influence. You either... I mean, Alex, how easy is it to type in an address, get an Uber... They do the same thing to pick up your car the following day. I know it could be hard when you are under the influence, right? I mean, 
it, it could be harder to type it into your phone and stuff like that. You're not thinking right, but it's just it's just unfortunate. And for for him to be going 150 miles an hour, it was crazy enough that he only killed one person, uh, honestly, because he could have been going who knows how much farther, who knows how much faster. Uh, but it's just so unfortunate. The second thing is he's just a kid. I think the guy is 23, 22 years old. Uh, I want to say 23 years old, right? So he's a kid, right? He was a rookie of uh, last season, honestly. And he's going into this and made a grave mistake that he is going to have to live with for the rest of his life. So for the Raiders to cut him the day of this incident, we understand why. Obviously, the Raiders are in a tough situation as an organization for their player to be tied to this issue. But also, this man's life has really already been ruined, and you're kind of just putting the cherry on top at that point. Maybe kind of let it sit. Whatever happens, happens. And you, you kind of move on. So that's kind of the two issues, and I want to let Alex kind of take the role here, have his thoughts be said. Well, not, you know, we don't want to say our points, but like any any additional info he kind of wants to add to just make sure we're not spreading any false info. And then obviously uh, one of the Giants players, Kadarius Tony, spoke out about this issue. Joe Judge kind of wrapped it up. Uh, I think it was the day after the comments were made by Kadarius Tony. But Alex, I, I kind of never asked how are you for this episode, so I bad time to ask, but uh, how probably, are you? Probably not a good time. I'm doing good. Um, but going back to this, yeah. um, obviously Canaries Tony made the comments on Twitter, which we're going to read in a second, but um, he kind of got slammed on everywhere, um, especially from Damian Woody, a former Jets offensive lineman uh, who really ripped into him for his insensitive comments. Um, but here, I'll read what he tweeted. He had various tweets, actually, but this is the main one that caused outrage. Tony tweeted... We young, everybody makes mistakes. Y'all looking at the situation like this or that because it ain't y'all having so much to say. He know he messed up. Don't drag him for it. That's goofy to me. Just pray for the families involved. And then Joe Judge responded when the next day, obviously after this tweet, talking about Tony and when his, you know, his character being questioned at the moment, Judge said, this guy's a really, really good person. He really is. He's a good teammate. He's very coachable. He's got great intentions in the building, what he's trying to do to help this team. The guy's a tough dude. He plays through a lot of stuff. In terms of this guy and his character, I have no question about this guy's character. A lot of guy saying guy over and over again, but the message from Joe Judge is clear, if you can even trust him anymore. But, um, yeah, that Tony's character is not something to be judged, despite sometimes having some controversial comments. But, you know, he's a rookie. I guess you can say the same thing about, I mean, he's not a rookie rugs, but, you know, he, just not the best choices from Tony specifically. We're a Giants podcast. We're going to focus on what Kadarius Tony said, not as much about what Henry Ruggs did just because, you know, it's just not something that we're going to talk about. But Kadarius Tony has to be smarter in the media, all about learning as a rookie, figuring out how to communicate properly. But these uh, little weird rants on Twitter are not exactly mm-hmm. the best thing to do. And you know what's funny, Alex, in his short time as a Giants player, has already had his, uh, you know, sense about media controversy. And this is not the first time that it's happened. He's already complained, it seems, and cryptically, quote unquote, about this Giants system and not getting fed the ball. 
and that was what three games into his young season uh, and his rookie career. So that's something you have to think about and have to. He was right though. <laughs> He, he, was, right <laughs> he wasn't getting fed the ball enough, but you don't need to go complaining about that. Funny you laugh about it, Alex, because you're one of those old school guys who's like, you can't say to not you know, get the ball and post about it on your social media, yet you're laughing at the situation. All right, Josh, I'm not like 90 years old. Stop. Like I, I'm just like, I, you know, he deserves to speak out, especially against a coaching staff that's clearly a little bit delusional at times. Yeah. Like well, this one. <laughs> like, like, like this one, Alex. But... I would happen to agree with you. I think that uh, we obviously had to address the situation because it, it is really sweeping, quote-unquote, the nation, uh, the, the NFL nation, the football nation, and the nation in general, honestly. So we wanted to, to mention that. There's other NFL news, Alex, that I would like to talk about involving one of the best quarterbacks in this game, but we can save that for later, and I'm sure everyone knows who we are talking about personally. But anyway, let's move on because I want to I save that one. So, like I already mentioned, Saquon Barkley, Matt Skura, and Xavier McKitty um, were the three players that I wanted to mention thus far revealed false positives when it came to COVID-19 results. On to the injury report. We will go through it right now as I pull it up. I'm sorry. You know, you got to give the man his time to get his injury report. Here we go. So, the New York Giants injury report going into this game on Sunday. It's funny because I looked at this and it was pretty even when we played the Chiefs. The Raiders have two people right now in their injury report. Two. The Giants, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen players on their injury report. Mind you, one of them's Kyle Rudolph. That's on an injury, right? It was a personal uh his wife was having a baby. But so I would kind of remove him. But still there, and we have a lot of players that are on this injury report. So let's go through it real quick. Alex, would you like to take the lead? I know you like to do this, but... You know what? I don't have it up because of my minimal setup here <laughs> uh, in this makeshift hotel meeting room thing that I snuck into. Um, but yeah, so you do the injury report. I, I don't have my usual monitor set up, so you, you can do it today. Yeah, Alex, seven screens on the wall. Uh Tape. I'm one of those people who can't operate without my two my two monitors that I have back at home. So this is this is a real only one laptop. It's just this isn't this isn't the right system for me. Well, I'm doing it perfectly fine. Running back Saquon Barkley, the first player on this injury report, ankle also slashed the COVID protocol. Did not practice uh, today when we're recording this on Thursday. Linebacker Lorenzo Carter, ankle injury, did not practice. Oh, these are all the did not practices, by the way. Well, actually, they're not. We'll get through it. Defensive back Nate Ebner, ankle injury, did not practice. Now so we got a limited practice with Kenny Galladay. Did not practice on Wednesday, but had limited practice on Thursday. That's a positive knee injury. Haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. Defensive back Xavier McKinney, we just talked about it, COVID protocol, but it was a false positive, so he should be back soon enough. Did not practice. Dante Pettis, shoulder injury, did not practice. Sterling Shepard, quad injury, that he got re-injured in that Chiefs game. Did not practice. Matt Skura, offensive lineman, he was cleared, so we full practice today, which is good. Uh, Caden Smith, the knee injury, limited practice. Kadarius Tony, a thumb injury, limited practice. We saw that also in the Chiefs game. 
a lot of wide receivers, a lot of injuries. Gary Brightwell, running back, COVID protocol, didn't practice. Kyle Rudolph, we know what happened. Baby, did not practice today. Uh, and then John Ross, quad, uh, limited practice here on Thursday. So, someone start a Kyle Rudolph baby counter. Um, I'm sure we're up to like four now at this point in the episode. The Las Vegas Raiders. And you know what, Alex? This player, you might recognize him. He goes by the name of Jonathan Hankins, and he is on the injury report for the Las Vegas Raiders. Did you, do you have any fond memories of Jonathan Hankins, Alex? No. Okay. That was that was pretty quick. Why not? Because I'm assuming, like, it's been, I don't know. I'm I don't really have fond I don't have, what, how long is he on the team for? 2016, 2013, and 2016. Yeah, okay. Not really. Not like the Giants were very good in that time. He had seven, so. he had seven sacks in 2014. Yeah, well, I guess so. But anyway, he is wow. on... <laughs> How old? He must be old now. Um, He is... Like 30-something? Gotta be 30-something. He is 29. Jeez. He's 29. He I mean, he didn't come into the league that long ago. 2013. So, so the Giants drafted him? Um, let's see. The Giants did, in fact, draft him in the second round of the 2013 draft, 49th pick. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. All right. Don't know the Giants' second round picks, Alex. It's kind of upsetting. Well, when from I, when I was like seven, so yeah. You were eight, actually. but Oh, I'm sorry. I was eight. Um, I'm going to actually check out this 2013 draft here. Let's see who the Giants drafted that year. I can get there. All draft history. Yeah, that's not going to, that's going to take a That must have been like Justin Pugh or something like that. I'm guessing, right? It must have been. Justin Pugh, because Eric Flowers was 2015. 2014, because 2016 was. I guess. Uh, 2016 was Eric Flowers. 2017 was Evan Ingram. 20. Justin Pugh. Nice. Yeah, Justin Pugh. Yeah. Nice <laughs> Look at that pro just uh, Giants knowledge right there. All right, so then he was second round pick. He Interesting thing about Jonathan Justin Pugh Harris. too, by the way. I'm not sure if you saw this, but he this year has been one of the best uh, offensive linemen in terms of pass block win rate. Um, and I saw I'm Zach sure Rosenblatt posted that. Yeah, I'm so sure he has. Him and Eric Flowers were both in the top five, funny enough. Seriously? Yeah. You know what I don't get? Why would we have not thought about, hey, why don't we put Eric Flowers at guard? Maybe that would work out. Huh? Mm. Like, what, like, did no one on the Giants think, hey, this might be a good idea? <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, no, I mean... That is what it is. But, I mean, going through it, third round pick was Demontre Moore, defensive end. Don't remember him, to be honest. Moving on to the fourth round was Ryan Nassib, the backup quarterback. Okay, yeah, I do remember him. Mm-hmm, I do as well. Now moving on to the fifth round pick, Cooper Taylor, a defensive back. Hey, you realize all these guys have been cut by now, right? <laughs> We're probably not in the NFL. You never know, Alex. It doesn't look like they That's had a sixth-round pick. Eric Herman, offensive lineman, was a seventh-round pick. 
Oh, look at that. Picking eight rounds. Uh, oh, later and then the second to last pick was Michael Cox, uh, running back. Interesting. There you go. The, the, All right. Let's let's resume for non-Giants. We're, we're not a... That is Giants. Giants history. We're not Giants history, though. No. Guard John Simpson with a knee injury was also full practice. So basically, they have no injured players. Raiders are going in fully healthy. That That's what we're basically stating here. Well, fully healthy physically, but they're, they've been through a lot recently, if you think about it that way. With yeah. The situation, now Ruggs. New coach. Yeah, but Ruggs shouldn't affect them um, in, in, in a way. I mean, they're missing a player, but it, it shouldn't affect players' uh, performance. I mean, what about field. players that were close to him, right? I mean, you never know. Yeah, but we could win. It doesn't mean we will win, but we no, could definitely we win. win. We won't win. Don't get too excited, but... Just saying. They might looks be like, in a, a difficult place. Looks like you got your score prediction in the bag there, Alex. So no, I've, I've given up on this Giants team. It's over. It's, it's, it's done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I could see. I could see why. We, we kind of had a ran in our last episode, so I could definitely see why. <laughs> but anyway, before we do our Giants picks, we should go through our last week picks. Uh, I went eight. Oh. Alex went eight and five. I had a really bad week last week when it comes to NFL picks six and seven. Jeez. Uh, we also have the picks from this week, and then we will go through the Giants game, and then we have some other NFL news to cover because I'm sorry, but the Giants aren't that flattering right now that uh, we really <laughs> need to talk about them. But, I mean, this one does relate to the Giants, the thing I got to talk about, and then also the QB situation down in Green Bay. So this week we have the Colts. Oh, right. I'll do one o'clock games, and then Alex does the – you're doing all the games because, like I said, no dual Oh, monitors. no Here's setup. Okay, I'll do all the games. So let me take a deep breath here. <laughs> Thursday night football, which you already know the results too, but we don't. Jets, Colts, we have both have the Colts winning that game. Saints, Falcons, we both have the Falcon. Uh, what am I saying? We both have the Saints winning that. Already off to a poor performance here. Bills, Jaguars, we both have the Bills winning this game. Finally, we got a mix-up here. Browns and Bengals. Alex has the Browns. I have the Bengals. Pan- it's so funny how you think of the Browns highly after criticizing Baker Mayfield, criticizing Odell Beckham. We were going to get to that. They have that. a good defense, and they have a good offensive line. But, and you had them over the Bengals. And the, the Bengals, Bengals are one of the most overrated teams in football, in my opinion. Right now. Not in general. I, right. I think they are way worse than the record says. Okay. Just my opinion. But Patriots, Panthers, uh, Alex has a... Nothing, I keep on sorry. cutting you off, but you keep on going on, so I'm, I'm just going to go. Patriots, Panthers, Alex has a Patriots, I have the Panthers. Broncos, Cowboys, we both have the Cowboys, unfortunately. Ravens, Vikings, both have the Ravens. Uh, Texans, Dolphins, we both... Nope, I lied. Alex has the Texans, interestingly enough, and I have the Dolphins. The Next return one, of Tyrod. The return of Tyrod, it's gonna go crazy. He's gonna be he's gonna be nutty good, trust me. Chargers, Eagles, we both have the Chargers, Packers, Chiefs. We both have the Packers. I needed to double check to see if Alex was going stupid enough to uh take the Chiefs in that one. The next game on the list is Interesting to mention though, Jordan Love at quarterback there. So gotta see that. Gotta make these comments. I'm sorry, because otherwise I'm not doing the list, and usually when I'm doing the list. I'm like reading them off, and I go through every game extremely annoyingly slow. Um, so I got to make comments. I'm sorry. 
Cardinals, 49ers, we both have Cardinals. Titans, Rams, we both have Rams. Steelers, Bears, we both have Steelers. And that is going to be it for your picks week nine of the NFL season. Week eight. Oh, shoot, Alex. We still have giant stuff to talk about. Um, so at the end of week eight, or, or in the midpoint between it, right, Tuesday, was the trade deadline in the NFL. And we actually did have some moves, but not with the New York Giants. A lot of uh, fans wanted after... Monday night's game, Evan Ingram, gone. Darius Slayton, gone. Those top two guys. Giants were actually receiving calls with the Saints about Darius Slayton. Nothing alluded uh, to them trading, or nothing, uh, not alluded, but led to the Giants trading him to the Saints. I would be very interested to understand what compensation they were willing to give the Giants. Because I would understand if it was a fifth or later I would understand the rejection, but I'm interested. Like, did they offer a third and Dave Gettleman said, nah, nah. Do you want to see if the people in the hallway have any intel on this Darius Slayton situation? <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't I notice that hear... until like a second ago, yeah. Oh, I Sorry do hear they're very talkative. You don't, yeah. Alex, why are you apologizing for the people? It, it's okay. Well, they don't. all these people are Patriots fans, so they don't understand. They, they don't probably, understand the pain. They probably are. But, um... Yeah, so Darius Slayton. No, I said Michael Thomas, Alex. Michael Thomas for Darius Slayton, uh, straight up. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. One of them's not playing, and one of them is uh, look feels like they're, he's not playing. That's a burn and a half. So, anyway, Evan Ingram, like we, I mean, like we were saying though. Uh, let's just say we called it, Alex, because we did. No one wants these guys. The Saints wanted them, but obviously they didn't offer enough of the Giants' liking, but we called it. On Monday, you said it to me. You're like, you, the Giants fans are listing all these guys. Who's going to offer enough for them? No one's offering anything, and you're right. Uh, because when it came down to it, Giants made no trades. They sat uh, you know, they, they sat there, did nothing. That might be on JoJo's. That might be on Dave Gettleman. But they also didn't probably didn't want to get ridicule, uh, ridiculed, Alex. So I bet you. What teams were offering them for Slayton? Uh, what teams were offering them for Ingram, if any? Was probably really bad trades. And they are already under fire. And I bet you they didn't want to make anything. You know, Dave, Dave Gettleman, we know. He doesn't want to get fleeced, right? He doesn't want to get fleeced. He's already under fire. He already knows his job is in jeopardy. And he most likely will lose it at the end of the season. So for him to make a really bad trade, that'll just put him under more fire at that point. So I really just think that's why they sat, they sat Pat. They didn't get a good enough trade where they wanted to accept it, and his 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 job is in jeopardy. I, I was, to be honest, shocked that the Packers didn't come after Evan Ingram. Maybe they did, but I think Evan Ingram could be really good if he was just on a different team. Um, I think he's just in a toxic environment here in New York, and it's just not going to work for them. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't oh more people in the hallway now. Um, but, yeah, I, I really think – Evan Ingram could have been someone on the Packers. I was thinking about him and Aaron Rodgers. I thought that would have been an amazing combination. So I'm really shocked they didn't make a move uh, for Mr. Evan Ingram. But nothing doing on the trade deadline. Kind of what I expected. I didn't really expect anyone to get moved. I thought there was possibilities, but I didn't really expect it. What about Big Bob Tanyan down in Green Bay? Well, he's injured now. He's out for the season. That's why I thought they would definitely trade for him. Yeah, Big Bob Tanyan, yeah. Wait, but they have that backup. Um, they have Mercedes Lewis, but he's yeah, a yeah. Walker. Okay. So. There you go. The Alex t- 
tight end scouting insights for the Green Bay Packers. Live in and out. And also, I think Josh, both our uh, both our predictions here for the Thursday night football game are looking pretty good because the legend himself, Mike White, just got injured. So there is now Did Josh actually- Jackson who is in at quarterback. The legend Mike White has a finger issue or something. It looks like. So what? now the Jets' fourth string QB is in because you could say Joe Flacco is ahead of him, but Joe Flacco didn't suit up tonight. So Mr. Josh Jackson is in, and I think that can pretty much guarantee a uh, a win for what's the team they're playing? The Colts. <laughs> wow. So how bad can it get for the, the Jets? legend himself, Mike White? Legend Stop saying like the right legend. Here. Stop saying the legend. I swear, Alex, I'm literally going to go over. I will drive over and two slap you in the face if you say legend one more time. But anyway, that was a good transition to the Packers because there's a situation we got to talk about, and that is Aaron Rodgers. Now, I don't know how much research or stuff you know about this, Alex, but basically Aaron Rodgers has COVID-19. Uh, he came out and said to the media when he was asked, I believe it was in the preseason, do you have covid or do you have COVID? Did you get the COVID-19 vaccine? He said, yes, um, inoculated, I, I believe is the words he said, or is another term that is like a synonym of vaccinated. Um, and, and then he went on to say, I know that there all are guys who, you know, in the locker room who uh, don't want to get it or something like that. Like there's not much I could say for that. I don't know the exact quotes. I would have to pull it up. But lied to the media. Aaron Rodgers flat out lied to the media, said he was vaccinated, and he was unvaccinated. So, and apparently he's like really upset right now. He's furious, quote unquote, about the leak of his unvaccinated status. So, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I think that's pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, what happened with him. I'm going to try and get the video, Alex, if you just want to talk a little bit about it. You want to stall for me. That would be amazing. I will stall. Um, it's kind of funny how that happened. Uh, I did hear about how he's very mad about it, too, which is very funny. I mean, we're not going to talk about, you know, whatever, but obviously not exactly a great look for him to be lying, especially. And obviously in the media to be unvaccinated as well is not uh, looking so hot for him, but Really, it's the lying thing that really hits badly for him. So it's unfortunate. I don't know. The Packers are a team that I think are very, in percentage-wise, unvaccinated. Because I think they've had a few COVID cases now. And every single time I've heard that they're unvaccinated. Yeah, I'm immunized. So that's what he said. I have the I have the video here. It's not really crystal clear on if you can hear it. I don't know if you want to insert it, Alex. I'm going to be nice and help you out here and just put it with, up to the mic here. And, and we'll play it a few times okay. here because it's a short clip. Yeah, I've been immunized. Are you vaccinated and what's your stance on, on vaccinations? Yeah, I've been immunized. And immunized? To be fair, yeah. he could be, just not with the COVID vaccine. I mean, yeah. And I know also people have said that because they have already had COVID. So they're saying, oh, yeah, I have the antibodies. Like, I'm good. I, you know, I won't get it, the vaccine. So when they, when they say it, they don't say I'm vaccinated. They say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm immunized or immunized, whatever. Or I'm inoculated. But it's just with the antibodies of COVID. So whatever it is, there's no problem with... I wouldn't say there's no problem with not getting the vaccine. There's no problem if you want to state that you're not getting the vaccine, though. Like, I okay, you don't you don't get the vaccine. Like, I don't care. 
but don't flat out come to me and be like, hey, I just want to let you know I got the vaccine and then comes out that you're unvaccinated two weeks later because now you've got to go into Aaron Rodgers, right? What else has he told the media that he might have lied about? What is there under the covers that we don't know about when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and his truth to what he says to the media? It's pretty interesting. And honestly, if I was a member of the Green Bay Packers media, right, and I have to go in most likely mass six feet away, you got to be happy that those measures have been put in place, but you have to be unhappy that a player who's unvaccinated and could very well have gotten you COVID and put your life in danger could very well have been six feet or less away from you when you've talked to him elsewhere in the locker room, whatever. And also another thing with preseason games, I know that players who were unvaccinated or who, yes, were unvaccinated, had to wear masks at all times when they were not on the field, on the bench, whatever it was, he was not wearing a mask. Uh, you know, oh my goodness, there's yelling. There is yelling in Alex's background. I need you to keep that in so I make sense when I'm saying that. I really okay. hope everyone else could hear that. Um, but yeah, anyway, there is yelling. Uh, I repeat. But, I mean, the Packers somehow have to defend this man. <laughs> and, and it's really hard to when he's just not there. Uh, mentally, and he's not there with his truthness, uh, you know. And and you you can't lie to the media like that. That's all I gotta say. Bottom line, basically. Uh, and we can end that and go to a former New York Giant. Alex is gonna love this one. Oh, tell Beckham. Odell Beckham is currently not with the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> he has complained. He had Odell Beckham Sr. His father complained. Uh, I think posted a video on Twitter of how many times Odell Beckham was open in the game and Baker Mayfield just didn't throw to him. And you had Cleveland's finest, LeBron James, I believe, tweeting or somehow posting on Instagram, free OBJ, I think. So this man wants out of Cleveland. All his family and his friends want him out of Cleveland. Uh, And sources close to the Browns say that Odell Beckham, the uh, wide receiver, will not practice today. Uh, And this was today, meaning yesterday on Wednesday. Uh, it was team-related, quote-unquote, and he was excused from practice. The thing is, though, right, why couldn't LeBron, why couldn't OBJ's dad, and why couldn't OBJ have all of this happening the week after the trade deadline? It's pretty funny, right? We have this happening going into week nine. OBJ, you missed it by a day. That rhymes. But... Why are we not doing this in week seven going into week eight where he could very easily be traded? It's it's really funny. I think Odell is putting the, the Browns into a very, very prominent issue right here. And that probably was his end goal, honestly. My guess is that they had some sort of arrangement that he told them already that he wanted to be traded. It didn't get out. They didn't end up doing it. Hence, he went public. And now this whole thing has happened would be my guess, but... I don't know. That guy's a weirdo. He just needs some help understanding that he's getting paid money. Just do your (laughs) stop making a mess of everything right now. Like, I don't know. He hasn't played consistent football for ever since he's gotten traded from the Giants. So I don't know what I'm not an Odell fan, so I don't really care. I'm not one of those people who are like Giants reunion with Odell Beckham, but like I, I don't really care, to be honest. <laughs> like, I hope he does fine, but I don't really, like, I'm not upset right now that he's in a bad situation. 
And you know what's funny, Alex, is Kevin Stefanski, the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, I don't know if you saw this quote. He literally said, quote, Odell Beckham is essentially, essentially not with the team right now. Yes, I, I did hear that quote, which is very funny. I mean... Because he said, he, if you watched it, him saying it, actually, he didn't, like, there was no facial expression movement. It was just weird. All right, continue. No, I mean, I guess... Do you want to talk about this evaluation of the trade at all? I, I know we talked about it kind of over text and over uh, face-to-face conversation. I mean, we've harped on We've talked about it so many times on we this have. podcast. But I will just do a quick rundown. Basically, OBJ is not playing. He has no value. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. We won the trade. That's all I'm going to say. By a landslide is, is your opinion. By, by a mile. By, by a mile. mile. I said we won the trade, but not by as much as Alex thinks so. Because think about it. We had Jabril Peppers uh, out of that trade. Jabril Peppers, he's out for the season right now. When he is in, he does make a pivotal difference. But he's also out just like OBJ. Injury-related, not being a weirdo-related, as Alex would say. Uh, (laughs) Dexter Lawrence has been a factor of this team. When healthy, though, is Dexter Lawrence a top 10 wide receiver, like or a top 10 defensive uh, lineman, like Odell is a top 10 wide receiver? No, he isn't. So, honestly, there's that. And then there was one more thing, right? Didn't we get the third round pick that we picked O'Shane Zimenez with, I want to say? And where has that taken us? O'Shane Zimenez, Alex, who said on Monday, should be cut. So, we won the trade. I would agree. It ha- it's not by a mile. It is not anywhere Close to a mile. By, by a kilometer. Down. By a kilometer. By a kilometer. That's less than a mile? Yes. <laughs> I honestly don't know that, and I feel like... 0. 0.6 miles, like 0. 0.625 or whatever. All right. Oh, We're both making it simple for everyone. I'm in a, I, I've been doing the dimensional analysis in chem, and I guess I still don't know that, so that's a problem. I'll have to figure that one out. <laughs> I'm going to tell your teacher. For anyone who doesn't know, dimensional analysis is literally converting, like what Alex just said, like 0. 0.6 of kilometers or a kilometer equals a mile. Like, and I and I don't know that, so that's pretty funny. Um, I think that's everything. I think we covered all of it. Honestly, I would agree. Is there any other NFL topics like that that are crazy? There's a lot of NFL topics going around right now. What I would say is to finish up our episode, let's do our Giants picks real quick, our X factor, and our predictions and that's about it because this episode's already getting a little bit long so we can oh wow uh, we're at 35 minutes alex you're gonna have to cut all of this out so basically yeah. <laughs> just kidding uh we have a giants game funny enough yeah. it's crazy right did you know that i didn't so um one o'clock sunday november 7th at home uh, metlife stadium has to witness another uh another game <laughs> Unfortunately, Giants come in two and six. Raiders come in five and two. X factors, Alex. Well, there is no Henry Ruggs because of the obvious situations that have happened prior to this week or prior earlier in the week. Hunter Renfro, the next man up, right? Next man up mentality. Hunter Renfro, wide receiver, probably now the number one um, at this point with the Raiders. And so far this season, he has almost 400 yards and two touchdowns. Not that many uh, good things going on there, but I think he can turn it around. Let's see if you go Josh Jacobs. I'll be interested. That's my X factor, though. Hunter Renfro. I'm surprised you didn't talk about my main man in fantasy football, who I was hyping up all of the beginning of the year. Mr. Brian Edwards is my X factor. 
I'm a big fan. Um, and I think with Ruggs out now, he's going to be that deep threat. And I think the Giants always struggle against the deep threat. I think he's the guy that's really going to be tough for um, the Giants to deal with. So Brian Edwards, uh, Derek Carr likes him a lot, and I, I think that's going to be a real pain for us to deal with, especially him on a Dory Jackson, depending, or maybe it's Bradbury. But, yeah, I'm going to go Mr. Brian Edwards. If Darren Waller is back, obviously he's an obvious one, but uh, I'm going to go Brian Edwards. I was going to say Waller, right? Let's just think about it. If he was back, you would think Bradbury would go back-to-back weeks on a tight end with how well he played against Travis Kelsey. Shutting Travis Kelsey down last week was probably the biggest surprise that I had, honestly. Not even that the Giants stayed in this game because you predicted, and a lot of Giants fans predicted, and Chiefs fans, and NFL people, whatever, that the Giants and Chiefs were going to keep it close. Biggest surprise to me was how well James Bradbury covered and locked down Travis Kelsey, and I was really happy about that. But let's go on to this week. Raiders, Giants, as Alex... You good over there? Just I'm I, just yawning. I'm tired. <laughs> I think you're ready for bed. So basically, yeah. before we do that, we have some picks to do. Raiders, Giants. So I'm going to go... I feel like I've done the score prediction already. This is going to be a little boring. So I'm going to go 24-13 uh, Raiders. 27-20 Raiders. That's my score prediction. Bang. Thank you so much for listening uh, to this episode of The Giant Take. We really appreciate it. Alex needs to go to bed. He's It's past his bedtime, man. 9, 9 p.m. It's almost 9.30. He's got to go, man. It's over. Follow him it's on Twitter. It's been a long day. It's a long day. And it's tiring talking about the Giants and how bad they are. It's really it's really tiring. Alex, what's your Twitter? Anorin23. Go follow for the once-a-month tweet. What's it going to be next? Stay tuned for the next month to find out. <laughs> at JoshZola29 for my Twitter. And we're everywhere at the Giant Take Pod. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Boom. Go check out the TikTok. Do it. I created a new one recently. It's fun. I want likes. Please. Now I'm uh- desperate. Subscriber, ever you're listening, and with that, I have no idea where Alex is going at this point. So, myself as Josh is gonna wrap it up and just say thanks so much for listening. We will see you later for the recap uh, of this of this game. Giants versus Raiders. I'm getting super distracted by Alex's screen right now. We will see you next time. Uh, enjoy the game, and yeah, I mean, enjoy it as much as you can. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.